0: John Capri and welcome to We The Gamer Cast that publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. Patrons get it first, they get it on Fridays. Thank you for subscribing, clicking the subscribe button. Thank you for telling your friends, telling your mom, telling your dog, telling your imaginary friend, telling telling the flowers out in your front yard. Thank you for telling everybody you know about the show because that's how you help it grow. That's a rhyme I made up on the spot. What do you think about that, you guys? Holy crap! We did it. Another week. I feel like I just talked to you guys. I hope are are you doing good? Are you doing good? Well, guess what? If you are new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about life and video games. And if you want to be on the show, or if you just want to send me a nice little message, you tweeted me at Sean Capri. It's Sean Lake Connery, Capri like the pants. Today we have Dapper Tux, and I got to tell you guys, um, it, I, I'm feeling pretty good. Some of you would have seen me tweet this out. I was on my, I'm getting on my bike. I've got a, I've got a road bike, which it's too dangerous to be out on my road bike right now. You guys, I think I've talked about this before in, in my part of Canada, we, we spend most of the year driving on ice sheets, which is insane. And instead of like clearing out the ice or the snow or whatever, we just, we just pour rocks all over the ground so that the the tires get a little bit of traction. And we hope to hope to God we don't get in a terrible car accident going to work. So when the snow melts, you're just left with all of these rocks and I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to ride my bike on the rock. So I'm, I've got this little trainer, Chelsea, my wife got it for me for Christmas and I'm, I'm getting after it, man. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm like, you know, I'm a couple workouts in. I'm not, I don't feel like death, which is good. I'm feeling, uh, I feeling like, like Lord Cognito and I were talking about this last week. Like I just want to, I want to get back into my, in my, into shape. I want to get back with my fitness and it's. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm on vacation. This is I'm recording this at the tail end of my two week vacation from work, and I'm feeling good, man. It feels great. I just I actually just had one right now. Like I figured, I did a stream tonight. We played some Mario Kart, and I had a very uh, controversial. What's the word for it? Conflicting, maybe. You play Mario Kart, you're like you're having a great time, and then you get hit with three three red shells, and you're tossed off the side of the track, and everything is terrible. But for some reason, we. We keep coming back to Mario Kart, man. Uh, But I'm feeling good. I did that. uh, Twitch.tv slash Capri. Had a bit of a workout. Had a great shower. I've still got some decaf coffee here. Because that's kind of what I'm doing these days, you guys. I'm feeling good overall. How are you? Are you feeling okay? I don't mean to brag. I don't mean to be, you know, oh, look at me. Look at me killing it. But I got to say, like, I feel like I've been spending the last, I don't know, maybe a year. (laughs) Just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to play. Nothing feels right. I'm feeling good man i'm feeling all right i hope you guys are too and i hope that whatever it is we're going through we can we can we'll get through this together man we're we're, we've got a great community of course you can join the discord there's i think there's a (laughs) as if i don't post the links pretty sure there's a link in the in the show notes to join the discord there's a lot of supportive people We've we've got a let's get fit channel in there hopefully you guys all enjoy chatting with one another there Goodness gracious, we're still coming off the heels of the Yumi Capri live stream, the 10-hour refresher, the the revamp, the the new era of the Patreon and all of the content that myself and Ryan Turfer that we're putting out. And um, why don't I – I actually forgot to do this. I I mentioned that last week I said I was going to get back to the patrons, and I never did, and I'm very sorry. I'm going to – I'll try and make this as great as possible. I want to say thank you to everybody who supports us over at patreon.com slash All 64 of you. There's a, that's amazing. We've never had so many people supporting at patreon.com slash capri. And I want to give a special shout out to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Drew Agnew from the House of Mario podcast, Jace Baldridge from twitch.tv slash backeridge, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown from youtube.com slash gamingpurplemonkey. Thank you to our platinum producers, Brian Scott, Dano, and Trucker Sloth, and all of our amazing gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill... RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. All those people get front-of-the-line access, by the way. If you guys—if you just heard your name, you get to... We, we've got to figure something out on this show. I know a lot of people want to come on. And um, there's the other thing, too. We hit so many goals with that Yumi Capri live stream that you guys are getting more We The Gamer cast. Yes, we're going to do a little bit of a test here because I know there's lots of people want to come on the show. And I think it's a good way for this thing to grow as well, um, to, to just to put up more content. So we're going to try a little thing a little pilot and you're there's going to be multiple we the gamer cast episodes coming to this feed uh over the next couple of weeks there'll be more than one it won't be two every week i don't think but i've got at least a couple of bonus episodes scheduled and I'm just going to try this out, man. So it's, it's it's I think we're tackling this in a, in a good way. I don't want people to, you know, be excited to be on the show and then me tell them, "Yeah, how's August for you?" I, I don't want I want to, uh, you know, we want to get you on when you're excited to be on. So I think this is a good way to do it. Uh, we've got the patrons getting front of the line access. We've got two more shows which is powered by patrons, by the way. So it's I hope this all makes sense to you guys. I'm excited. Um there's a couple other things I could chat to you guys about, but I want to talk about Dapper Tux, and I want to say thank you to Dapper for a couple of things. Number one, he's just an exceedingly classy guy. and um, very lucky to know him and uh, and to have met him. I think we played uh, we played Smash together actually. You know, we've we've been in the same room. No, no big deal. Um, very very nice, and also very patient because this episode was recorded actually prior to uh, Bobby Paul's passing, and. There was just a couple of people that I particularly wanted to... I, well, actually, a couple conversations, I think, more so, that I just needed to have in and around that happening. And, and I think the Lord Cognito episode last time was a was kind of like a nice culmination of that, where we really dove in, I think, and, and N64 Josh knew him very, very well. So there's a lot of people um, who, who I've talked to over the last couple of weeks, and damn, it's been a while now, man. Like, time has moved on already, but this episode was just before... Um, it all happened and I, I wanted to actually like link, listen back and make sure that I actually have taken out there's there a, a part of our conversation that we were talking a little bit about COVID that I've taken out completely that's just like it's nothing insensitive or I don't think anybody said anything it's just like I don't even want COVID to really touch or at least us talking about it prior to that I just didn't want it in here so I've removed that uh, and I just wanted to make sure everything was okay I don't know like it just it just kind of made sense to me and so here's the conversation with Dapper Tux I hope you guys will will follow him on the Twitter at dapper underscore tux. Why don't we just jump right on into it? Here he is, dapper tux. <laughs> Actually, hang on. I was going to ask you about your backlog and everything like that, but I want to talk about sports, man. I don't think I realized that you played hockey, dude. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> when did you start playing hockey? Uh, yeah, no, I've, been, I've been playing hockey uh, my whole life. I've been skating as soon as I started walking back yeah. in the day, like mm-hmm. it's uh, part and parcel. Uh, when I was younger, I played defense for a while, but uh, uh, the OG in Toronto, Felix Pot fan got me into goaltending. Yes! All that nasty equipment. <laughs> He's my favorite goaltender awesome. of all time. Yeah, so, yeah, the Felix, cat. Felix Potvan's the man, and then you know Patrick Waugh uh, mm-hmm. jumping over to the Avalanche, and then the, the Mighty Ducks coming in with Guy Ebert That he was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know. I was just all about like the goalies, the man. Fancy, fancy equipment, yeah. and uh, I actually have a Potvin mask. I gotta p- probably take a Get picture and tag here. you in it. Um, but uh, yeah, Mrs. Tux picked me up. I can't remember how old I was, but she picked me up. A uh, uh, we've got this company in Toronto called Hackfa. And they had an actual pop band uh, paint, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, I need that mask!" And it was oh, a ridiculous amount kind of money. It. And then she just surprised me with it. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been goaltending um, as as long as I can remember. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, for ages. Loved it. And like I said before, I I played a, a little bit of triple AAA, uh, but I'm totally washed it's up like, now. A dude. Holy yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, I I, I I I um after a while, just with school, it didn't line up for me anymore, for sure. and. Yeah. Uh, I washed up and and got into quite a, quite a few beer leagues. And and honestly, like playing it, playing beer league style, it's the most fun I've ever had with the sport. Just, uh, you know, the brotherhood, getting out there messing around, having fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of been my history now. Now I've hung, hung it all up. And with COVID before COVID, I was thinking, you know, I had recently moved, uh, deeper into the heart of Toronto. I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll get involved in a league again and then whack COVID. Yeah, man. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but one thing that's been amazing, uh well, not amazing, but one thing that's been good about the winter uh in this situation, if you can pull out a few positives, is the fact that the city of Toronto's been really cool with organizing uh physically distant skates so my son and i it's just been like they they cap it at twenty uh spots, mm-hmm. and uh my wife, God bless her, she gets up at like seven a m reserves us a spot for uh, like you know three or four o'clock, and we can get out there and skate and We've had zero incidences so far, so yeah. it's uh, it's it's been the, it's been a great outlet. Just getting out there, uh, you know, skating around, and and <laughs> that's that's literally it for exercise lately. Is getting out for a skate, going for a walk, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we're getting plenty of exercise exercising our thumbs, though, for sure. Yeah, uh, Dapper <laughs> yeah Junior, <laughs> no doubt. Dadford juniors into uh, Minecraft. Oh, thank goodness! Oh, for oh, he it's it's been the the great connector during this time. Has it, yeah. Uh, building and, and connecting with his buddy. So he'll FaceTime his friends and they'll chat and play and uh, they'll, he'll just build away. And it's just, it's so incredible to, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's really helped. I think education wise, fun wise, just, you know, socializing it's, it's been amazing because he hasn't sort of missed the beat and his, his group of, of buddies that, you know, will play Minecraft is just growing. So, yeah. and the stuff that they do, like he, he knows so much more than I do. Like oh, it would, yeah it'd be pretty funny actually wants to stream it with him because he would just totally own me. I'd be asking him half the time. "Well, <laughs> Wait a second, son. What do I do? I that- know. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Did that
0: happen a little bit sooner than you would have imagined? Like Lincoln is still like, it was funny. He was, um, he, he sometimes will flip around on the Switch and he always likes to go to Mario Maker 2. And then he just kind of, he jumped out of a level. He's fl- flipping back on the, on the main screen and he's like, let's play something else. And he lands on Splatoon kind of randomly. He doesn't know what it is. <laughs> and he's like, let's play Splatoon. I'm like, well, you're not quite there just yet. But like, yeah, let's fire this up and let's see if you like it. And he liked it, but he wasn't, he wasn't playing it. Like I was, I was playing it. And, but the thing is that like he has always surprised me at like how, quickly he's grasped onto things and I guess it's just I don't know that that's just a kid's brain that they they learn things they learn language very quickly they learn new concepts very quickly it seems like that they're they're wired for that. but like overall like has a like him playing Minecraft it, it just seems like very advanced to me. you know what I mean like it's very open and I don't understand it at all and basically the minute that, that Lincoln and Ellie start playing things like Minecraft and creating things like that, that's that's them really surpassing me in a, in a big bad way when it comes to video games.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I for me, like I said too, like I've enjoyed Minecraft here and there, but sure the, to the extent that my son plays, it's incredible, and I'm I'm trying to get into it a little bit more. But like like you said, he's so much more uh, advanced right right off right off the bat, and it's unbelievable whether it's it's different languages or it's games that they're playing how quickly they pick things up. Yeah, like it, it just it just it baffles me how quickly he picks up things with technology or accessing things we've been teaching him his letters by putting certain passwords on devices so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's been a it's fun parental strategy yeah uh, nice right i like so,
0: that yeah some hacking yeah. skills it's funny i was just talking to um to dev last week i think about this as well where it's just like when we were kids i don't know if it was the same for you like my parents didn't know how to like play games they didn't know how to really like set them up or definitely when it came to like setting up the internet like we kind of just like if we wanted it we had to figure it out so i don't know if it's kind of the same same at your house or, or is it more of a melding of the two like you guys are both kind of like technologically inclined you obviously know what you're doing around some of this stuff but how does that kind of work out
1: yeah I, I definitely think you know i'm a, i'm a little bit more with it than than my parents and i always wonder what it's like when we fast forward with this generation like right i don't i don't imagine myself ever stop like ever stopping playing video games like mm-hmm. i imagine you know hopefully i make it there to my 80s and, and beyond and i'm just gonna be sitting in we my need to home make it to the retirement home, home man come on yeah exactly <laughs> That's like the goal think for about, all of us think about the backlog potential there no the dude backlog crushing potential with retirement <laughs> i know man <laughs> some of these games i'm getting to that point where it's just like in my backlog it's like yeah i'm gonna maybe in retirement be able to get through this game at some point <laughs> you know what this is this is
0: a business venture you and i should chat about is we should start collecting our uh, physical collections now what one day they're all going to go away, but we're all going to be retiring. We're all going to be looking for like the the dapper tux slash capri. Uh, retirement home that has all of the consoles, it has all the games, yeah. you know, where, like, what else are we going to be doing when we're...
1: No, you gotta think about it, you're right, they've got all these esports mm-hmm. hubs popping up all over the place, I mean, why not have sort of, like, a, an esports, or not even esports, but just, like, a a, a retro nostalgia throwback <laughs> retirement home.
0: You, yeah, if imagine, like, you throw some esports kind of flavor into it as well, man. Dude, didn't they just announce, like, some, like, was it some sort of big arena or something? It's, like, like 7,500 people in Toronto, it's, like, this big... Esports venue that's like popping up in four years or something. Do you hear yeah, about that? Yeah, uh,
1: Overactive Entertainment they announced it today, and I, yeah, it looks man. absolutely stunning. It doesn't look too far from my neighborhood, which has me really excited. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for the uh, for the Toronto Defiant, they now have a seven thousand seat plus venue for all esports, and that is the renders they just look stunning. So yeah. uh, uh, you know, I'm. I, I'm hoping that sooner rather than later, this thing gets built and we're all vaccinated and we can start attending events. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mad props to them for moving forward on a, on a project like that. Yeah. It lets us dream for just a second about <laughs> the, oh. the potential for the future. But um, seeing a venue like that, they're already talking about concerts, esports events, and just saying how it's going to put Toronto on the map in terms of gaming and pro gaming. So it was, it was a great Monday, uh random, you know, february 22nd snowy monday uh announcement but i'm really looking forward to it and mm. seeing you know more and more uh esports related ventures happening in the city but the the, the actual venue itself looks for lack of a better description like a, a turtle shell on <laughs> yeah. top of it yeah but ultra ultra modern and um yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, you know, how they go through with executing it, who's going to be, you know, who's going to be playing in there. Um, and there's so many cool things going on around uh, Toronto. Um, I know, uh, I think, for example, like we have the game awards yeah, for the Canadian game awards happening. Mm-hmm. So that would be a killer venue. Um, oh, but no I, doubt. I'm, not, I'm not too sure when when they're going to be breaking ground or when it's going to be f- finished. I think it could be 2025, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, I, think uh, I saw that. I cannot wait to see this thing, uh, yeah, come into reality and actually be able to uh, attend more events like this in person. That's that's one thing that's that's really sad. Is you you know me, I love to be at uh, gaming events whenever I can, but mm-hmm. uh, rightly so, they've all been canceled uh, for you know for everyone's personal safety. But yeah. man, it's 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 sad not seeing all the people that I used to and uh, you know being able to to chat games with a lot of my buddies around around the city. So yeah, yeah the second you said to me, hey, let's talk, I was like, yep. 100% yeah. this is happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, because, yeah, like, you, well, especially in Toronto, like, I don't think people really realize, like, unless you're there, like, there's a, there's a there's a crew, there's a squad around in Toronto that you guys would see each other, like, all the time, almost on a weekly basis. Like, there's something yeah. going on with, you know, Nintendo would be doing something, or Ubisoft would be doing something, or, or Xbox or whatever. Like, like I stopped in, a, I've been there a couple of times, and it's, like, every time I'm there, something happens to be, like, happening. And it's, you know, it's just because of how often... Um, gaming something, some some sort of event is happening. So you're right, man. Like, I don't know if anybody really realizes, like, what a hub I- in gaming, like, Toronto really is. So this totally makes sense for, for esports to really be making a mark there. Like, where... Where are you at in terms of, like, esports, too? Like, are you are you following anything? I'm seeing, like, Rainbow Six start to pop up here every now and then. And um and the World Cup has, like, captured my attention. Like, this is the... For me, I feel like this is the one. I've seen, like, Overwatch League kind of do its thing and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, like, for whatever reason, like, the World Cup for Rainbow Six is, like, that. I'm all about that, man. Like, let's cheer for Team Canada. Let's all get on yeah. the same. Let's, like, let's get on it, man. It's, like, you kind of have to have that, that hometown kind of feeling like that home team uh local sports team type of deal i think
1: yeah absolutely well a big trend that's happening uh, especially in toronto it's been happening for a few years now is that a lot of the major uh sports leagues like the nba and the nhl are getting their uh you know sister teams or esports version teams so the toronto raptors have the uh uh, the Toronto Uprising and uh, the – I don't want to get any of these names wrong, but we do have like the Toronto Maple Leafs Gaming League as well happening. So there's no like team for Toronto yet, but there are often tournaments being held. Um, but there's there's just so many leagues. There's now um, uh, Toronto Ultra, which is Call of Duty. Um, mm-hmm. Well, so we have obviously yeah, Overwatch League, which is all um, around this new esports sta- stadium and uh, Overactive Media, who's behind it. I think they're also part owned by uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins as well, too. So there's, oh, there's some serious, yeah, there's some serious interests, um, especially with a lot of the regional rights um, to esports teams. So Toronto could exist with the blessing of. Um, parts of pittsburgh i don't know exactly how the regional lines are drawn Hmm. but toronto's existence was pretty important to get the endorsement from um, pittsburgh so they're they're part ownership in that but uh, again i'm following things from an arm's length sure Um, it's been you know it's been incredibly interesting to, to watch and it's been a Especially during the, the main lockdown, I mean, a lot of these esports leagues were the ones that still continued, right? They could mm-hmm. do so in a safe manner. So when all when everyone else went dark, they still were shining on and providing some incredible uh, incredible entertainment. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, I hope continues to grow. I think it's the wave of the future. I don't think a lot of this generation necessarily understands the importance to gaming and just the competitive nature in general. But that it, it's just growing and growing, and Toronto is. More and more becoming a part of it, much like most of the game industry. So, yeah. it's uh, it's it's super exciting.
0: It's crazy, man! Like it's something like you know, years ago, I still remember going to Comic Con in New York, and there was a Twitch booth, and I remember going like, "What's Twitch?" Like that's within like recent memory for me. Where me, I wasn't even really sure like what Twitch was or why somebody would want to watch somebody else play video games to going you know then starting a podcasting and and then being on twitch myself like it's it's amazing how quickly this all moves and i i do feel like there is a group of of gamers who actively watch people on twitch but then still go like what's up with esports like why would somebody want to get into esports and i don't know that it's like that big of a jump you know what i mean like to to watch somebody who entertains you on on twitch in that way but then also for there to be tremendous entertainment value in a game that you like really really love like especially some of these really competitive games like that's to me that's the connection i don't know what like i i do feel like when lincoln kind of gets a little bit older i I feel like that's something that we might be able to you know connect on i just don't know if like now's the time for me to go like okay you know like just on my own to get into esports but i don't know like maybe rainbow six is the one maybe i've just been waiting for a for like a national pride thing to, to kind of happen. And, you know, especially with Canadians, like, you know, we, we, if we have a team that's good at something, we'll probably rally behind it. You know, like, I don't know if everybody like, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to give an example, but like, we're, we all love hockey, but I'm not sure if the love for hockey came, which came first. Was it like how good we were at it? And then we all started loving it or curling for example, or, you know, if we had like a good, if we had a good cricket team, I feel like we'd be all behind <laughs> it. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. The Toronto got a pretty cool rugby team. I don't know what happened with them. It kind of fell through, but they're called the Wolf Pack. I I was all in on it, but then COVID happened and this sort of, again, I I don't want to speak at a turn about what happened to with this organization, but Mm -hmm. it sounded like things started going a little bit south. I mean, like they couldn't play any games at home. And again, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping they're still, still out there doing their thing, but, uh, no, but yeah, you're right. Like in terms of, uh, of sport and even video games, how important they are to the Canadian creative landscape. Yeah. When you think about like right here in in Oakville, Ontario, uh, well, I'm in Toronto, so not right here, but pretty close. Like we've got one of the biggest indie devs, um, coming straight out of Toronto and the, just the immense talent, even like Ubisoft, Mm -hmm. uh, you've got EA out, out in Vancouver. Where's Um, the
0: MDHR? Where are they? Are those guys in, in Toronto there or or short or somewhere around there? Studio MDHR? uh,
1: 45 minutes outside they're in Oakville so okay. it's it's like a suburb of, of Toronto essentially yeah. um I, I guess it's fair it's it's its own it's its own smaller city but it's 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 pretty close to Toronto mm-hmm. um but uh it's 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 incredible because a lot of the soundtrack was all done in Toronto it was all jazz studios Amazing. all high school friends in and around the city that came together um I know the Moldenhauer family also was uh, some of them were in the Midwest, so the game was mostly produced in and around Toronto, but mm-hmm. uh, it was it was their cousins out West who also did some of the animation and drawing as well, too. It's amazing. But uh, no, it's just it's incredible to see how in terms of gaming, just whether it's it's actual creation of games, esports. Uh, Canada, I think, is is, one of, is right up there. I think we rival massive, massive uh, areas like the United States without a doubt based on talents. I know with population, it's not even close, but I mean the incredible people and incredible talent that comes out of Canada in terms of ga- games and, and personalities, it's, it's unreal. Well we like used
0: to, we yeah right uh like yourself um we used to make i feel like we used to make really good music we made uh we we had a whole uh, exodus or or uh we're, we seemed like we were farming comedians at one point like but now maybe maybe gaming is is the next wave of of canadian export um i think that would be i think that would be pretty sweet man tell me more okay we we started to talk about it at the very beginning though but like tell me more the whole reason i like reached out to him like man it has been it has been years. I feel like the last time you were actually on the show, like, as a solo guest, we've, we've chatted since then. But I feel like the first time you were on was, like, before Lincoln was born. I was, like, looking up to you, like, you know, he's got he's got his family, he's got everything going on. I'm like, okay, got to look up to Dapper for for some tips here. But so it's been a <laughs> while since you've been on, man. But, like, you know, you, you mentioned it's been about a year since, since the brainchild for, was it DapperTuxGaming.com or DapperTux.com? Uh, I just went with uh,
1: dapperdappertux dot com. I just kept it simple. Love I was it. so excited that the URL was even available because I thought for sure another clothing company. Out I should have w- snagged it. I should have snagged it from you. <laughs> <me. Should've cracked laughs> I held it. a hostage. I, yeah, I didn't go with the .ca so, so sorry .dot uh, ca domain, but uh, yeah, I decided to go with the .com. Uh, But yeah, the the whole idea, the whole idea behind it was, uh, I do like a lot of influencing. I'm on, I'm on social media constantly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I work with a lot of amazing partners, like people like Xbox Canada and and Best Buy Canada. And, uh, as much as I do the writing, all this writing, I just found I didn't have this, this area to house everything that I was working on. And, uh, I felt like I've been doing a lot of incredible stuff, but there was no like true place to virtually call home. So I've been playing with the idea and, uh, you know, working on other projects, like whether it be with Xbox Canada or with Best Buy, it was just like, okay, I'm going to finally do this. Maybe there'll be a lull in the work and, and just things just kept picking up, whether it was with, uh, with family or with professional obligations, both with gaming and with my, with my day job, it just was never happening. But, Mm -hmm. uh, as of late, I've just forced myself to sit down and say, okay, this is, this is now happening. And, uh, it's, it's a ton of work, but, uh, I'm excited for it because there, there's no, there's a lot of creative freedom in it too. Um, I'm sticking with some formats and, and uh, a lot of the things I've learned throughout the years in the industry, but at the same time, like I can just kind of say whatever I want. And I'm yeah. really excited by that. I yeah. can, I'm not, I'm not out there to pan anything or, or intentionally, uh, you know, uh, take it down a notch just because but if i decide i want to cover um the the big real the big announcement with these uh with overactive media bringing an esports venue to toronto i can if i want to review a game or i don't want to review a game it's mm-hmm. now totally up to me and uh yeah it's it's just one of those things that it as much it is uh, as my own brand it's, a, it's going to be a lot of work um dot com is is a thing now and i'm I'm gonna keep it going and uh, there's gonna be reviews news previews whatever I can sort of find time for I'm excited about it
0: that's awesome man it's a it's funny because yeah like it seems like and, just throw up a website like who cares but it's like there's so much work to to do it well you know like i have a site that like houses the podcast that's it it's like this is where the podcast goes so that it pushes out to the feeds but to do a do a website well like um you're starting this thing up and then chris johnson was just on talking about his website um second player and um i don't know for it to have a purpose I think is really important. Like my, like like I said, mine is just like basically like a repository for for the podcast to go up. But I don't know. And and unless you've sort of been doing kind of like what you've been doing, which is very um, like the, like the freelance stuff, I think is like very driven and purposeful. But it, it's also maybe a little bit narrow in terms of like what you can actually do and express. Like the the, the freedom of doing kind of like this, like a, like a conversation like this. It's, it's very freeing and it scratches an itch and practices a muscle that maybe you just weren't getting to before. Is that kind of the case?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of it, too, comes from the fact that I have written for some outlets and those outlets have changed their direction. So they mm-hmm. no longer need that content. So I can start taking some of that content that I worked on previously and start saying, well, here's all my work. Here's what I've done. Um, there's just stuff that I felt like I, I wrote it and it went up on that site and then that site either changed direction or just completely has, has disappeared as well too. Yeah. And I, that's another thing with the gaming industry I'm realizing is that, uh, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah, no uh, kidding. E- even, even, even the successful sites. Mm-hmm. But, um, at the end of the day when I can just kind of fall back on my own site and no matter what my work is there and, and. You know doubling down on myself and and my brand and and what i'm always working on i just I just always feel there's a real power in that mm-hmm. um, again it's it's not to like I said it's not to sort of come down on anyone that I've worked with in the past, but just to have to always double down on yourself is is the best way to do it if, yeah.
0: well if I you're think- working
1: with one partner and then one day they they change direction and it happens in all forms of business at the end of the day just you have definitely got to have that yeah. you've got to have that uh, Cement that foundation in in yourself and in your brand and what you've been working on, so you can always turn around and say, "Well, you know what? That was an awesome ride. I can add that notch to my belt or put that on my website, and then here I am for for the next adventure." And um, a lot of it too, that I was kind of like, <laughs> I was kind of like, um, I don't know, convincing myself that it was worth the time, the effort, and and you know, the the financial. A cost behind it is just mm-hmm. also putting up a portfolio. A lot of it is just hopefully it leads to some more opportunity as well. So I have the yeah. flexibility. If I want it to become more reviews-based, I'll do that. If something streaming uh, is birthed out of that, I'll, I'll, I can pivot it in that direction. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's uh, it's kind of like a, a Swiss army knife of things I've been doing. And um, I'm just adding more and more content. And, and the most fun part about it is I've been going back into, um, you know, photo uh, – like my photo library and looking looking through some stuff that I've done, I'm like, oh my goodness, I totally forgot I even did that with yeah. Activision or Xbox or PlayStation or whoever the partner is, and uh, it's been a real fun walk down down memory lane. And not only is it, not only is it a fun walk down memory lane, but it's also a motivator for the future. And it's just been like, okay, I've been in this game for a little while now, but man, the the, the cool stuff and the in, incredible people like yourself I've gotten to meet, it's like, all right, this is just it's wild, right? It's just, just a it's a feel a feel good outlet of fun so far.
0: <laughs> well, it's so funny because like you know, I, I see people. You've been at this a, a long time. Like, you, like when what year did you first go to E3? Was it twenty seventeen? yeah man you got it yep nailed it oh, okay. so, so like you yeah. know you, like you're it feels like in, in a way like you're you're also like just getting started but you you're not squandering the opportunities that have been provided to you it's like that's a that's just like that's fuel for the fire and you're just it, it feels like you're now just like now just getting started which is like what a great place to get started with all of the wonderful experiences that that you've had like it's, um, I don't know, like some people will, will, will work for and grind for years and years and years to then maybe, maybe get noticed at that point. But it's like, you're starting at a point on your own with this DapperTux.com, but like all the experience is already there. Like it's actually kind of reversed to, to what a lot of people do. And I, I think that's awesome, man. I think that's really like, that actually motivates me a little bit too, where you go like, what else is there to achieve, right? Like we're, we're, we both do this part-time like it's 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 hobby but also like maybe like hobby plus i'm not sure exactly how to categorize like what it is that we do but it's not not paying the bills but it's not generally a a net loss either but like yeah man it's it's very motivating for me to see you like take it up a notch and and we're all encouraged i think by by seeing what everybody else is doing going like okay what are you doing okay so there's still more there's still more to achieve there's still more to to strive for and do and i think you said it best because like this industry is changing so much on a on a day-to-day basis on an hour to hour basis man like covid or not it's uh it's just crazy like what things are are to do if you just like have a little bit of creativity and drive to it i think
1: yeah absolutely i, I you know i'm also going to say that there's a lot of a doubt too in terms of uh what comes next so i wanted to create this website mm. um Thing, things, have, things have been going great. I, I can't complain either. But uh, yeah, there's always those moments. And it took me so long to sort of put this all together because I just felt like I had my my fingers in so many pies, I guess, for lack of, yeah. lack of a better analogy. Uh, but uh, yeah, just like yeah, you said, doing bring everything. it all under... I'm doing I'm doing everything, uh, but I'm hoping I'm not doing too many things where it just becomes I'm not doing anything well. But right. <laughs> yeah, it's in yeah, there between. So at, at this point, it's it's dot yeah. com. It's uh, doing doing the Best Buy work. And now it's also the uh, the podcast. And the the one cool and magical thing about this industry is that I really do feel if you can whether it 's a part time thing or even a full time thing, if you can keep you know hustling that work and and putting out that content it's amazing because you never know where where it's going to take you mm-hmm. uh, by surprise but yeah there's there's a lot of uh content creators out there, and I totally hear them now where there is a lot of a doubt in this industry as fast as this industry is growing there's also s- seeing a lot of people. You know, hit hit creative walls is is also worrying too. Yeah. So uh, as much as I want to say, hey, it's it's all sunshine and sprinkles all the time, it's not. There's a there's a lot of time. There's 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 self self doubt with, without without question. Mm-hmm. Am I putting in all these hours for X Y or Z? Yeah. Is it worth it? Is the payoff going to be there? What is even the payoff, right? Yeah. So yeah, for me, I just keep coming back to. This has created a, a ton of really cool experiences for my family and, and myself. And I, I think I'm going to keep taking it in that positive direction. And not only that, like video games are cool as hell, man. Yeah, this man. is a kick-ass industry. And I think um, as much as I've seen a lot of exploitation in terms of, um, like I said, the darker side where a lot of people don't get paid for it. A lot of these cool ops, people don't get paid for. It. Yeah. And it, it's it's really a crying shame. And there's a lot of outlets out there. Um, none so far that I've written for I can't speak to experience but there are outlets who have approached me mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it dapper and classy here but the fact that they're paying their people what they're paying for their hard work yeah is quite frankly disgusting mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it really it takes advantage of that passion um, and, yeah. and it's 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 sad to see so I think also that's part of the idea of the dappertux.com emerging is that I don't kind of want to build up other people's brands anymore i want to build up my own yeah and again i'm not speaking about xbox canada or best buy uh or or other brands that i've worked with they've been absolutely fantastic but these are people that you've probably never seen me work with before yeah (laughs) there's a good reason for it yeah but at the same time when i'm talking to my students i I tell them that whether the, the entertainment industry whether it's gaming whether it's film music it's It's really powerful and it's Mm -hmm. incredible, but there are, there are stakeholders out there who are looking to, to, to use your talent and use your time to just build up themselves or their own platform. And you have, you have to be cognizant and cautious of that as well too. So yeah, I, I, I think it's always climb that ladder make the friends that you can work with them in a copacetic manner. But at the same time, just try to always be doubling down on yourself because Mm -hmm. sometimes certain spotlights disappear, companies pivot, and you have to be, you know, always working on your own brand. And what's really cool is I've watched a lot of uh, podcasters. I've watched a lot of other talent out there just grow and flourish because they just, they never gave up. Uh, Marissa Roberto is one of them. Oh, no kidding. Holy cow. Uh, freaking fantastic person, mm-hmm. and uh, she's she's all she's been like the 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 OG in terms of of gaming, and then to see her just continue to elevate and you know continue with esports, continue with gaming, and then at the same time uh, work with TSN and get into sports, which is one of like her 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 deep passions based yeah. on just what I know of her. Um, as a person is is just incredible. So yeah, I like to. She's see- a
0: freaking future Hall of Famer, man. Like she oh, is always, sure. she's always like a year and a half ahead of everybody else. Even more than that, it seems like she just knows where to be. She's where the she's she's you know uh she's where the puck is going, not where the puck is. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Gretzky Yeah, quote. yeah <laughs> probably totally game. butchered. It. We'll, we'll butcher a couple more Gretzky quotes, I'm sure by the by the end of this chat. But yeah, you're right. Like she just she she's done it all. It seems, but also yeah, like she's, whatever's she's next.
1: Good people, like man, I, I can I. Can can always bounce an idea off of her and it's never just like well you know i i am who i am and i don't want to talk to you right now she's never like that it can be a goofy joke i want to share with her i can ask her for like professional advice um and yeah she's just she's she's humble yet she's also kicking ass at the same time which is incredible to see so yeah yeah, big ups the canadian talent is uh well jeff keely is another one too you want to talk about someone that uh, not a lot of the fact that he's a canadian mm-hmm. i mean we can just retitle this podcast episode why canadian talent rocks at all levels but yeah, i know mean, hey.
0: yeah man it's uh it's 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 humbling but uh, like yeah it, like we're we're bad about bragging about it like we, we don't even really brag about it but like we kind of go like yeah that's us like we we're, we're we're pretty good, and we're very we're very supportive of one another as well. I think um,
1: I can't I can't say that anymore, man. I literally opened up a website to say, "Hey, look at all the cool <laughs> shit I'm doing." So I mean, <laughs> it's a different
0: it's a different style of uh, of being boastful, I guess, or I don't know, self promotion. It's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 wild to see, and it's just it's crazy to think about like just all the different, like you said, all the different experiences that that can not necessarily that will, but that that they can present themselves. You know, if you just put yourself out there a little bit and it's like it's not guaranteed, but like, you know, it's it's a little bit weird. I think maybe after we've been doing this for so long, you start you stop thinking that it's it's not normal to kind of like do what we do. Like not everybody does it right. Like it's it's sort of more normalized within our community of either gamers or certainly within with it with content creators. But like, is it something that you that you talk about like with your family like outside of gaming or like is it do the two worlds kind of like collide for you in terms of creating the content and being a gamer and being a dad and being a teacher and everything else like are your worlds all kind of like smashed together or do you generally kind of keep everything separate
1: um, I think for the teaching side of things, I, I try to keep it somewhat separate. But yeah. sooner or later, the students and uh, I teach a lot of art. They 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 figure it out. Yeah, they yeah. they can find out. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing really out there to hide at all. So I always, you know, tell the kids: make sure that you get your parents' permission if you're playing any of those M-rated games. But uh, mm-hmm. aside from that, like we we talk about gaming all the time, and especially with the arts, I always, um, you know, segue the whole thing with. I would be doing a disservice to these uh, students if I didn't talk gaming with them because there's just yeah. so much opportunity, especially in Toronto. When you look at the, the the indie scene, when you look at the media scene, there there's a ton of opportunity. It's it's a very very difficult industry to get a foothold in, but once you do, and once you meet the right people, it's it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. So th- I I do find that sometimes uh, worlds colliding is a good thing. Sometimes you know, like I don't know if necessarily all my students want to watch my my dapper tux content and, and <laughs> things like that and will yeah. will not start trolling me but hey you know you, you take the good the good with the bad when it comes yeah. uh my family's always super supportive my mom's That's a writer me. too so it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting that I've, I've gone in this direction and uh I, I just i didn't think i'd ever sort of be a writer but uh you know i've got a lot of good friends in the industry with uh, paul hunter and john scar and they they really helped uh you know connect me with with world gaming like a uh, cineplex one of my, my first writing gigs with gaming uh and then and then uh, best buy and doing doing my stint with walmart so i don't know <laughs> dude what brand friends, have
0: you man. not touched holy crap man that's awesome <laughs> like that's just crazy Boy,
1: yeah yeah no it's 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 pretty exciting like uh, so it's pretty exciting because yeah it's, it's i'll i'm, I'm part of the industry is just like, okay, what's next? What am I going to do next? But then you start looking back at some of the stuff and you're just like, man, you know, like, thank goodness for the really cool people I'm surrounded by. And it's a pretty Mm. cool industry because if, I think if you really push hard enough in a certain direction, it's, it's going to eventually come about for you. There's going to be a lot of blood, sweat and tears, uh, without a doubt. But, um, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, for, so far, for me, the risk reward has been been pretty pretty darn good. Yeah. And like I said, at the end of the day, even if things don't work out, it all disappears. We're still talking about video games. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> that's just really damn cool. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: well, <laughs> you've never re- rested on your laurels, so Like, do, would you would you say that this all started with like the the gears contest that you did that like kind of caught the attention of Xbox, yeah. and that's kind of where all this it all kind of started from there, right?
1: It uh, it all started from there. So a lot of my friends in that. I'd, I'd, I'd game with my buddies and I'd always talk their ears off about the gaming industry and they just yeah. didn't seem to care. So I yeah. was looking for more outlets and then I created just this funny dapper tux account. So I just mm-hmm. went with a funny penguin in a tuxedo and I didn't want to share my identity because I was a teacher and I was worried about, you know, what you always hear the stories about. Yeah, the of internet, right? of course. But the gaming community was so cool and just through Xbox Canada and doing the Xbox all for one Mm -hmm. episodes. uh, Again, I just got more and more connected with the community. I trusted them, you know, more and more. and, And so far, um, it's, it's been, it's been pretty awesome, but yeah, the, the whole origin story began with that, that Xbox contest. And I, I love running contests myself. I mean, there's a, a personal, like without, I'm not going to lie and say there's no personal gain. I, 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 gain followers and, and people get excited about it, but I also feel like doing all these giveaways is my way of giving back. Big I mean, time. that's, that's, that's what started this. The whole thing started with me for, through giveaways. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I've seen a couple of my, my followers that, um they just would always retweet giveaways and and just talk to me about giveaways and now they're they're doing their own thing like they have their own podcast they have a website so i don't i don't know what the magic is of these giveaways but i i have a lot (laughs) to attribute especially to to xbox canada and that original giveaway and then then xbox all for one um and going to e3 for those for those two years uh with xbox canada i mean time of my life like what an incredible adventure and uh with that opportunity you know I, I i met some great people um shook some incredible hands yeah. back in the day when handshakes shakes were allowed and i know uh, <laughs>
0: i know man <laughs> yeah i but, was a uh, i was just seeing a video there was um because there's blizzcon last week and rod ferguson is now obviously leading up diablo and it's just like it's wild to think that you probably have like dozens of these types of people where you see them like posting a video or you see them doing something and you're like i don't know if you ever stop and think like i actually met that person like i actually chatted yeah. with rod for like like, 20 minutes, like, where we're chatting all about Gears 5 and just have this, like, lovely conversation. And you just – it's not to say it's a break. He's just the most lovely person on the planet. And there's – they're all of them. There's so many people that are like that. And we get this chance to to meet some of these people. And this is not like a, you know, navel-gazing here. But it's just – its I don't know. I think it definitely is important – to whatever it is you do whether it's gaming content or if it's in your professional life or if it's you as a parent or a family member whatever it is like I think it is important to just like pause every once in a while like take stock in the things that you've done or accomplished or set out to do like all of that stuff I think is really really important just especially with the way the world is right now things like life is hard and it's really important I think to to celebrate the things that you've that you've set out to do and things like that
1: yeah, no, I think it is important to take a pause. And I, I think in terms of the gaming industry and growth, what's really cool about it as well, too, is that it's an industry that I still feel doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Uh, like if, if if you're on a, a red carpet for a major Hollywood film and you see a director or you see an actor, they might they might turn their nose up at you. They might not. But mm-hmm. I there's I have never approached someone on the E3 floor Or seen some, even like Jeff Keighley, I had a a by chance meeting, um, I think this was back in 2018, and we just stopped and talked for like five, 10 minutes. Like he wasn't just like, I got to go to my next meeting. I don't have time for you. I don't really know who you are. Mm -hmm. He was just a really cool dude. He Um, saw
0: another good looking guy and he's like, well, let's chat. (laughs) 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 You're in the group. I like your shoes.
1: (laughs) Like Aaron Greenberg, Phil Spencer, like um, they just they'll always stop and and talk, um, you know, and yeah, Cool, cool dudes like yourself who will have me on 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 really fun podcasts like this. Just to anytime, but, man. It's been but, way
0: too long. Like seriously, like yeah, we gotta man. do we gotta do this more often. How was your pod? Like, are you guys doing this regularly? You and Paul, you you guys are you yeah, guys so doing down, this? Down yeah.
1: down to play was what originally like was the Paul and I would just talk on the phone for hours about stuff that I we it. enjoyed about the, the the industry. Yeah, and man. I'm just like, man, we gotta start like doing something with mm. this. And uh, it, it has turned into um, getting away from our opinions and more about reviews because we don't have the outlet. So we're constantly doing reviews at this point. But uh, it's the way that two gaming dads can just sit down at the end of the day and, and just talk about the games that we've we played, enjoyed and, mm-hmm. and scoring them. Yeah, we're, we're always down to play. I love that, man. <laughs> like
0: You're doing down. everything. You're actually like how – like you must not sleep. I think that's that's probably the key. I remember always, I was always asking people like, how are they balancing everything? And generally I would get like I sleep like three hours a night and I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I, I will ask like how are you able to do, you've got the website now, you've got the podcast, you've got the writing for like every every big box store in the damn country. Uh, all the you're doing all the things, like how are you and you're in shape? Like, how how you managed to
1: do that oh no oh I, I am not I have to go on a serious uh, fitness kick out uh, after this lockdown so oh, dear uh, me. Yeah, I, oh. I, I can't I can't take uh, take credit for being in shape but uh, in terms of the the balancing it all just comes back to supportive family um, yeah you know my wife has her own career aspirations as well too so we're just we're just there for each other when we when we have to be um, yeah and I, I think that's what it comes down to. But yeah, sleep is definitely a definitely a factor that gets chipped away at. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm fooling myself, but I, I, I feel like I'm I'm figuring out a formula right now that between the website and the podcast and whatever freelance writing comes up, I might be able to somehow streamline this yeah. and figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Once I figure out that formula, I will let you know. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's still, it's still still working still on the math it. on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, no, it's, it's one of those things that I, I'm still just driven by, by the passion for gaming. I, yeah. I think that's what, what's at the core of it, because if I didn't like this at all, I think I would have walked away a very, very long time ago. Um, but it's just, it's, it's all so much fun and uh, I don't know. I just feel like there's no other industry out there that just embodies the creative side of things with, with music and interactivity and really cool individuals. And, and just, yeah, I just, I feel like parts of the industry are still growing Mm -hmm. so that it's just, there's, there's always a new direction to go in. I feel music and, and film, incredible in their own rights and I I love them to pieces. For someone like me that doesn't play an instrument or maybe isn't a great actor necessarily uh or I don't know, whatever whatever other talent uh takes to get into those those industries, I still feel like there's interesting spaces where you can become a little bit more of the story, whether you're playing the game or street you know what I mean? So I just I feel like other industries don't don't have that. And that's that's what makes gaming uh, the gaming industry is so unique and and and, and so beautiful mm-hmm. and so heartbreaking at the same time. See, seeing what yeah. can happen to to certain development houses and, and streamers and so on and so forth. But uh, no, I I love it and the dynamic nature of it. It just and and what is coming next. Uh, it just it just continues to fuel me. But yeah, in terms of uh, finding a streamlined path in all this. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here for the fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I mean, like I'm, i I find myself, I'm doing something pretty much every night. So that's why I always ask the question. I'm looking for little, little tips, like what everybody else has got sorted out. And it's like, you know, it's, it's this balance of, yeah, it's incredibly challenging. The grind is real, but like, it's about stuff that we absolutely love. And I love the way that you put like the, like your part of the story. Like the, the word that kind of comes to mind for me when thinking about this is like that it's participatory like when you are playing a game like you are the gamer you're driving the story in that that game and then also like with twitch streaming you're actually able to create content that is alongside like you're part and parcel with with the game itself and then the audience is there as well all experiencing it and i agree like i don't know that there's an industry like it the the thing that came closest to mind for me was maybe sports like maybe that's like where you could generally like you could create some sort of content that's like a commentary on it or creating communities around sports but the thing that's missing is like you're not playing the sport like general, like the, the, you're disconnected from from the game versus gaming where you're just like you're you're in it man and you're we're surrounding ourselves with content or we're buying all of the things and also playing the game itself man like it's it's crazy. I don't know. We choose to do this. There's, there's so many other things that we could be getting into, but like, this is it. This is, this is the thing. And as much as I think like, Oh, maybe I should probably like spend some more time getting in shape or, or figuring all that kind of stuff out. Like I haven't done it yet. Like I, I continue to be driven back to doing, to doing this and, and literally driving around in my car to, to do it. Like it's just hilarious. The ideas that we, that we come up with to celebrate this industry. Um, we kind of been talking a little bit about like what's coming up next. And I hope I'm not putting you on the spot too much, but like E3 is a thing. I think digitally is maybe kind of happening. Like, what do you, what do you want, um, in 2021 or maybe even beyond that in terms of like the events that we have been used to having in the past? Like, do you want E3 to come back? Do you want, um, things like that? Like, where do you, where do you see us kind of going in 2021? And then as we move past, hopefully COVID-19 and uh, in very short order here
1: well in, in terms of e3 um, even before I got into to all of the more professional side of all of this my inspiration was always to get to e3 yeah e3 was always my X on the map it was my mark of success I went very early on uh, to e3 kind of as like a quasi involved person who sold computers I really shouldn't have been there the first time that I went, but then going back again and being involved with Xbox Canada and that, it was a dream come true. Daytime. And I feel that, I feel that like taking away E3, there's a lot of negativity out there around it, but I feel it is an absolute cornerstone for this industry. I, agree. I felt that it was a total whack a mole last summer mm-hmm. and. God bless Jeff Keighley. He did a great job with Summer Game Fest, but I, by the end of it, I was just like, I can't cover this anymore. Yeah. This is all—it's all over the place. Things are scattered to the wind. Uh, I found there was a lot of like confusion in the industry, and I'm I'm hearing an, an undercurrent of, well, E3 needs to go. It's 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 outdated. It's antiquated. I could not disagree more vehemently with that statement. I agree with you. I, it. It needs to be a thing. Part of gaming is our shared experience, and if we don't have a red carpet event. We've got the game awards. That's great. But we need something that we can all come together um, like E3, test out what's coming, rub shoulders with some of the best and brightest out there and, and keep that going. And I'm really hoping that COVID doesn't end up dismantling E3 because I think it's going to be a huge loss for the industry. And it's going to be one of those things that until it's gone, we don't know what we've lost. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that uh, I'm always going to speak in favor for and i know for media going down there and individuals the cost gets gets awfully high but i just love having that we're gonna take these four days in june we're gonna just blow your mind with all these uh with with this entire schedule these demos these th- these sort of tastes of hope of what's to come and then it's just all done there's your calendar for for going forward into you know the next. Next year, essentially. Um, But yeah, I just I love E3. I love the pageantry of it. I love those keynotes. Oh, man, I would have like countdowns even before, like I said, being professionally involved in the industry, just waiting uh, to be involved, I'd wish my students a happy E3 week and they'd be like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I was just I was so dialed in and I, I love yeah, everything man. about E3. I can't gush enough about it, but uh, Same, I, I yeah. feel like it's it's something that the industry needs needs to keep going.
0: You're right about that, man. It does seem like it's a it's a. Like it's it's a beacon. It's a beacon for a number of things for content creators to like maybe be a part of it, whether or not they're going to be there or not, or even just to to cover it themselves. It brings us all together, and you know, there's I've heard every argument against it, right? Like I think we've all we've all kind of heard the exact same things over and over again, and it's like, well, what? Yeah, why would they want to share the stage? But no matter what happens there is a sharing of a stage if it's the game wars there's a sharing of that stage and even if it's a nintendo direct there's a sharing of that stage there's you know there's there's all these camps that, whether it's a platform holder like nintendo switch or xbox or whatever or if it's a developer or a publisher like there's there's teams and tribes kind of all around and yeah okay so we dismantle e3 because nobody wants to share a stage okay so then the next thing is you have these Xbox events or you have these PlayStation events or Nintendo Directs and that's a shared stage as well. So then Capcom goes, okay, I don't want to share a stage on Nintendo's thing up against like with when Ubisoft has got their games or whoever's got their games on on the Nintendo Direct. So then Capcom goes away and they're like, okay, we're just going to like host our things. Like eventually, like it's just that that's the sad part of maybe how predictable that that kind of becomes is everybody realizes that they can kind of do it on their own until some point in the future maybe you realize or everybody realizes that they really can't and that e3 was that thing that kind of got us to the point where we all thought we could do it on our own anyways <laughs> it's like this i don't know it's it's, a, it's i don't know if it was steven spielberg who said there's only like seven stories that you can really tell but there's this one it's almost like the Scarface story, story it's just like you, can, you think you're bigger than the than the team there you can do it on your own you, you're the all-star and you can do everything on your own it's like I don't know everything that I feel like I've done. I feel like everything, maybe if it's fair to say, everything that you've done. It's like we do this together, like on the content creation side and building games together. Like we do it, we do it together. And I don't know. I I hope that E three figures out a way um, to make that appealing. I think that's probably the piece that's missing right now, from what I'm seeing out of the like what the new version could be. Is it? It's not as simple as I don't think it's not as simple as nobody wants to share a stage. I just don't think that they want to pay a hundred thousand dollars to do it. So it's gotta be this way of like making it a win for everybody. And I th- like kudos to Jeff Keighley. Cause he's managed to do that. Like it's an award ceremony that also is um, kind of like the new E3 in that way. we like, we look to, to, to the game awards for announcements. Like that's where the, that's where the Series X was revealed, for God's sakes.
1: Like, it's, yeah, uh, you don't get that like, with the music. and You don't get that with the Grammys or the Oscars, right? It's always a looking mm-hmm. back. But now the Video Game Awards has this interesting dimension to it where there are reveals happening. Do I think it will supersede and replace something like E3? No, and I, I sure hope it doesn't. But, man, it is really cool mm-hmm. uh, to see what, what Jeff has done with the Game Awards. Uh, but at the same time, I think he is moving into a territory of he's trying to kind of um find a new i don't want to say dismantle e3 but he wants to find a way of of changing what's happening or the the format of e3 and i don't i think it could be a bit of a pandora's box he might have yeah. on his hands yeah um and i uh, it's the same yeah, as the game awards I, I, so it's
0: the same it's the same issue like he's got to just get it focused i think like if you go back long enough like the game awards i think they needed to find an identity and you know i jeff's a smart guy you know he'll figure it out but he has obviously he has some. Um, incentive to put things in a di- in a particular direction or like take advantage of i think some momentum that's happening here so that yeah. you know he can he can have his spring slash summer event and he's got his winter event as well and then you know we've got our our semi-annual visits with old jeff Keeley on <laughs> what's going on yeah. big time in the game awards or game industry yeah no,
1: definitely but uh yeah i just yeah i hope he doesn't um it doesn't turn into a thing where, where, where again, I said or I was saying before, like with the Summer Game Fest, it sounded really cool. I was interested at first, but I was all over it. I, I was too, but I was mm-hmm. just looking at the calendar and I'm just like, this does seem like okay, we're going to get some cool demos and some unexpected announcements. But yeah, I, by the end of the summer, I was just like, I miss E3. Uh, yeah. I really couldn't keep up with where where things were were dropping and happening. So I want E3 back in its original format. In terms of where it's going, I do think E3 could take a more interactive approach of uh, those really cool moments where it's just like this demo or this game is available right now on your Switch, your PS5, your your Xbox, your PC, what have you. So yeah. I, I think it needs to do a better job with that, especially in such an interactive and connected industry. But the the in-person right now obviously can't happen, but when it can happen, it should mm-hmm. and it needs to. Because as much as video games are connected and shared experience, they can be very isolating. And I feel that if sometimes these these companies just don't put down, again, it's not always fiscally responsible, but who cares about that sometimes? <laughs> I, I don't own stock in these companies, so I'm telling you right exactly. now, Exactly, spe- you spend that money <laughs> in Los Angeles, you give us the glitz, the glamour, the grandeur, and I think it's going to actually pull more people into the industry, and you can already look at, I, I don't know why the video, video game industry sometimes, too, tries to fast follow what music and what uh Hollywood is doing because right now, Hollywood, looking at what's happening with The Last of Us, looking at they just mm-hmm. announced today uh, that there's a series now coming for Twisted Metal. Hollywood. Did they must- really?
0: I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my God. I, I, I'm, I'm already pitching my version of I want Tom Hardy to play Sweet Tooth. Oh but anyways, my gosh. Yes, yeah, of course. You've got, you've got all these. And of course, there's a, there's a Halo series coming up. I really want to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the Master Chief, though, is in the wire. I'm watching the. Uh, the series right now the police drama on hbo the wire yeah
0: no i haven't dude that's on it's a that's a huge regret there's a lot of shows that i've just kind of like said "No, i'm not going to get to that the wire is a massive regret for me golly it comes up like every 10 days in my life Somebody's saying that i'm watching the wire damn it
1: the first season's a little bit slow but there are so many connections in that game and the wire is the is like the television show i haven't seen halo played more in a in an actual television show like all the Golly. characters are playing Halo Two. It's am- I'm just like oh and anyways, uh, season two. There's one character. He's a he's a really tall. I can't remember the name. I think it's I think his first name is or his last names. I'm not gonna guess because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> but he, he's the Master Chief in the new. Sh- I think it's the sh- new showcase uh, show. But anyways, you've got all these connections back to Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 so you've got Hollywood now. Instead of gaming trying to desperately connect to Hollywood, it's now happening vice versa. Yeah. So. Again, crushing events like E3 and trying to change them drastically because of what goal people are trying to hit, I'm not exactly sure, whether yeah. it's personal gain or, or what what have you, or trying to make things cheaper. It, it might hurt the industry overall, and, and I, I think E3 can evolve without a doubt, but I think it needs to remain... In Los Angeles at that can- Well, maybe not even Los Angeles, but in a convention c- center somewhere where everyone can come together. Make it Canadian, yeah.
0: man. It's cheaper to have it here anyways. Like, we should just oh, have man. it in Vancouver or Toronto
1: or oh, something like that. And like, yeah, Toronto, it would just be so – and, uh, like, let's be honest. There's quite a bit of talent, like, coming down from Canada to the U.S. For, mm-hmm. to a lot of houses down there. And uh, spe- not to get into politics, but especially what Trump did with, with border crossing and that – uh, even before COVID, it was just so much more welcoming. Yeah, uh, based on based on that administration's policies to come to Canada, I think a lot of people, depending on where you're 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 coming from, you couldn't even come to to U- the U.S. But uh, that's another story for that's a disappointing story for another day. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, looking forward, yeah, I just I just think E3 should should remain. The way the way that it is evolve a little bit, but it's something that the industry definitely needs to drive it forward.
0: I would say uh, that gamers find a way to find each other. I think like that that's in, like just our conversation today. The fact that we have found each other on the internet, we've we've met in person. We've you know, gamers find a way to 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 culminate, to get together. We like esports is a, is a good example of this. So I think like the the one thing that the the, the optimistic side of me thinks. Regardless of what happens with E three as an entity of itself, like gamers will find a way to uh, to get together to celebrate games. And yeah, man, I just I, it's an exciting time. It, it's it's very different. I'm I'm really looking forward to just kind of like you know looking back at the beginning of this console generation. Going like, remember when we really weren't sure? I feel like the like with PS five now out and Series X, like I really don't know what the hell is going to happen because you have got these like beasts of these consoles that are happening and then you've got this tiny little tablet (laughs) this nintendo switch that is selling like crazy and i don't know if it's perfectly logical or totally ass backwards in terms of what is supposed to happen quote unquote supposed to happen but it is so interesting man i i just i love i love talking about games i love all the people that that i've met along the way and doing this and i love the fact that you carved out some time for me tonight man so i i really just appreciate you very very short notice by the way too going like yeah let's talk about that website man like let's Let's catch up. Oh, no, I, yeah.
1: I, I appreciate it. I, I'm trying to promote that thing like crazy. So, yeah, if you, if you have some time, check it out. Absolutely. Uh, Dappertux.com. would we, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, uh, feedback is welcome. Is i well got to add your so.
0: podcast. I don't know why I've, I've – what is it? Down to Play is the podcast, you and Paul?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, Down right now. Down to Play. Am yeah, we're, right now? We're, we're all over the place. Uh thanks to Paul. He's 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 the uh like I, I do a lot of the editing. He does all the scripting, I do a lot of the graphics, so we have like a fifty-fifty split, but he has been absolutely instrumental in uh pulling his side of the script together and getting us on all sorts of uh platforms. We are on Google Play, we're on Spotify, we're on uh Apple Podcasts. So yeah, shout out shout out to Paul. I shout out that, to Mr. Man. Hunter.
0: I love that. Yeah, <clears throat> I downloaded episode thirty-eight. You guys are kinda you, you kind of have a variety man you got 20 minute episodes you got hour episodes you're i can't wait to dive into this i am embarrassed that i haven't chatt- checked this out yet but I'm, I'm i've got it downloaded right now i could actually i could just play this right for you right now like in two times speed have you ever listened to yourself in two times speed this, I haven't. Is, this is this is, well this is what the intro kind of sounds like two times speed
1: uh,
0: anyways all right man um where do you want people to find you on the on the internet on the on the twitters and instagrams or anything like that
1: yeah, so it's uh, it's at Dapper underscore Tux on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh it's dappertux.com for the website. And finally it's uh, down to play podcast and also uh, Best Buy or Best Buy Canada. You just go to blog.bestbuy.ca and you can check out some of my uh, some of my work there. I've done all sorts of stuff. I've reviewed mics, uh, speakers, games. You name it, I've probably looked at, at something.
0: <laughs> Amazing, man. That's awesome. And yeah, it all started with a good old contest with Xbox Canada. This is oh, yeah. it's, it's been my, wonderful my friends, chatting
1: with you. My friends at Xbox Canada, I cannot wait to uh, to see a lot of them face to face again. Seriously. Yeah.
0: Anyway, man, thank you so much for your time tonight. It's getting it's getting late, so I will uh, I'll let you go, but I really appreciate your time tonight, my friend.
1: No worries, man. Thank you for having me. We've got to do this again real soon.
0: that time at the start talking about all the things that the patrons did and uh the amazing stuff that happened with yumi capri day um i forgot to mention the nintendo drive yes the i don't know if it's a spiritual successor the sister show whatever it is it's part of the same family same, same umbrella as the xbox drive the nintendo drive the nintendo podcast recorded in a car probably the only one the very first pilot episode is going to be recorded on tuesday april 27th with none other than console Cato from youtube.com/slash Cato, Yes, the console Cato fifty thousand subs. She's she decided to carve out some time for, for me. And and join me on a, on a new venture, a little pilot. Again, a lot of a lot of pilots. A lot, we're testing things out, see how it goes, the Nintendo Drive. And you're gonna you're gonna wanna watch out. There's gonna be a call, out definitely in the Discord, probably on, on Twitter as well, but definitely on the Discord. Uh, we're gonna do the first episode as completely a QA just so that like Kato and I can kind of like bounce back and forth with one another I think just a little bit like because there's a particular format with the drive podcast and the the PlayStation drive Ryan is going to be piloting that pretty soon as well um but you know like I don't know that Kato's ever done a podcast like this and it's very it's very strange we don't get to see each other too it's a it's because I'm driving so I can't like look at her or anything so I think we'll we'll podcast together I guess for the second time we've done the She's been on We The Gamer Cast, and if you want to get to know Kato a little bit more, you can go back in this feed. You can find Kato there. And I'm so excited. This is the whole—some If if of you guys have known me for a long time, the the Patreon that Bobby and I used to run together called Make Us Better. It was the whole idea that Patreon could, like, power better content that was available to everybody. The pilots are only going to be available to patrons, um, but if it takes off, if this is something that people want to hear and it works out for Kato and I and they think that it works, then, then that will be something that is not locked behind a paywall. But the, pa- the pilots will be. I want to know from the patrons um, what you guys think. You're you're the you're the top tier supporters, dude. So if you want to hear it, subscribe. Go to patreon.com slash Capri. You can also support me just by following me on Twitter. You can join the Discord. There's many ways. You can rate the show on Apple Podcasts. You can share it with a friend. You can talk about it on your own podcast. Everybody, we all have our podcasts. If you talk about it on your show, then, then it expands. It helps me grow. It helps to get more people on the show. And I love having these conversations, man. Thank you to Dapper Tux, of course. Uh, the links are on the show notes, you guys can follow them there. I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to tell you guys. I'm on Twitch, but you, you probably knew that. Maybe twitch.tv slash SeanCompare, I'll just sneak that in there. We end the show with this bit from uh, Heavy Rain. This is Jason. We're looking for Jason for some reason. This is this is a long time coming. And so enjoy! Jason, bye-bye! Jason! 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 Jason.